When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's episode, are there things that we could have done to help prevent this recession as consumers? And also, I'll be talking about why it's important to think and discuss your feelings and some ways to help with it. Enjoy. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. I'm your host, Jeremy Quintanilla. I am the CEO and co-founder of 3T Warrior Academy. I'm also the CEO and co-founder of Age of Radio. Check out our 3T Warrior Academy YouTube channel and check out Age of Radio at ageofradio.com. This is your first time tuning into the Age of Jeremy. This is a show about my life as an entrepreneur and creator and all the ups and downs and people I meet along the way. So make sure to follow me on all the socials, like, and subscribe to this podcast, like, and subscribe to my YouTube channel at age of Jeremy. And if you're following me on all the socials, you can find me at age of Jeremy, except on Twitter. It's at age of Jeremy Q. This episode of age of Jeremy is brought to you by signature home styles. Looking to upgrade your home or office tired of being second when it comes to taste and style. Look no further than signature home styles at www signaturehomestyles.biz forward slash age of radio signature home styles is america's online destination for home goods and decor transforming millions of homes in the u.s for over 50 years candles coffee florals lighting wall decor and more signature home styles has thousands of unique products not found anywhere else don't forget to check out their famous sparkle glass sparkle glass is an eye-catching led glass cylinder only available at signature home styles sparkle glass can be purchased with seasonal or custom inserts bringing astonishing brilliance to all rooms for any occasion so don't settle for second place home decor get the best at home signature i'm sorry at signature home styles make sure to visit our age of radio partner page at www.signaturehomestyles.biz forward slash age of radio that is www.signaturehomestyles.biz forward slash age of radio and that episode or that link is in the episode description as always there is something to be said for finding a balance between having high aspirations but also being realistic about outcomes and expectations and really you can make yourself believe anything that you want and the government keeps trying to tell us that we're not going into recession and the reason they're probably doing is that is hopefully if they're telling people that we're not going to into a recession then people aren't going to do the things that would help push us further into a recession um or they just have their heads up their ass and they don't really know what's going on, which as much as we would like to think that I don't think all of the people in, uh, I guess government are incompetent. I think that some of the, po po the political theater makes us believe that they're incompetent or that they're idiots. But I think that what they're doing is trying to 
get votes. Um, so there are lots of other people inside of the government that are running the government, trying to make things better for us, the people that are doing those operations. And I don't think that they're idiots. But I do think that we need to be realistic about the situation. And unfortunately, the truth is we're going to go into a recession. And as Howard Marks from Oak Tree Capital puts it, we've gone through an easy period for the last 14 years. And I believe that the coming period will be an even harder period. And here's a clip from Bloomberg Quick Take with Howard Marks. You know, you talk about, you know, when you see both rising asset values as well as a very low rate environment and what that does in terms of leverage. Um, Tell us how that maybe creates, ultimately, I'm assuming, opportunities for you. Ultimately, we hope. But, you know, look, the government doesn't make anything. It doesn't add to GDP. It doesn't create anything. All it does is takes money in and puts money out. And it policy benefits some and hurts others. So the policies of the last 14 years that I'm talking about benefited asset owners mm-hmm. and borrowers and penalized uh, lenders and savers. Um, and... Uh, but it was a boon for anybody who owned assets and for anybody who borrowed. And what about people who did both, who owned assets on borrowed money, a a double bonanza. Um, And, um, you know, the problem is that A, the success of that depends somewhat on the persistence of that environment. And number two, uh, environments that produce high profits usually encourage people to push the limits further and to go out and do riskier things because of the absence of of, uh, risk aversion, Mm -hmm. which usually ends up badly. Uh, So, you know, we've gone through an easy period for the last 14 years. It's going to be different now. And I believe that the coming period will be a harder period. Not a cataclysm, not a depression, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I think that people don't recognize that the last 14 years have been unusually easy and that I believe that the coming years will not be similarly easy. So it opens up the question about where specifically you would Howard Marks is the co-chairman and co-founder at Oak Tree Capital. Oak Tree is an asset management company with 164 billion USD under management. And I really have to agree with him. It has been pretty easy sailing these last 10 years in the United States. And a lot of people have no idea what a recession is or how a recession feels. And a lot of people are going to get hit with that pretty hard as Microsoft announces that they're going to, I guess, lay off 10,000 workers or something of that magnitude. Um, But I'm not really, I don't really want to talk about that. I want to talk more about this concept of the recession for a moment, because there are lots of things that we do ourselves, things that we are ignorant about that we could be doing better that may not have may allowed us to support the government in certain things that could have helped us get us out of going into a reception. And one, and two, we could put ourselves in a better position to be able to manage these 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 uh, economic cycles, as economists would call it, um, at least in this period where we are going into a recession. And real quick, he mentions that we're not going into depression in the clip. And so I think people get a little bit confused about what a recession and depression is. A recession is like so many quarters with uh, – Uh, a decline in GDP or a certain decline in gross domestic product for the United States. And when we have those periods continuously decline and go down, the, the, 
the government or economists look at that as a recession and it's only for a period of 90 days or six months or something like that or less than a year. And then anything over a year where we're declining or we're in a state of decline, then that's usually what's considered a depression. And again, I'm just doing that from the top of my head. Go look up the actual definitions and you'll get the actual definition, but it should be somewhere along those lines, I guess. Okay. So politics is all about how people feel, right? And so this is one of the reasons why we we are going into this recession because politics is about how people feel rather than what is actually better for everyone as a whole. We tend to not do what is probably the better thing that we as a society should do to get ourselves out of these situations because we would never vote for someone who tells us that the next four years are going to be fucking miserable because we need to fix so many problems. At least I think that that might be the case. I would say that that's the person that I would vote for who was honest with me, but we'll never know because no one's honest. Now let's take paying down our debts and getting our government spending under control. America has fucked up on its spending and America did a shit job on oversight or Americans did a shit job on oversight. Oversight takes a lot of time and energy from the community. And unfortunately, most people want to play games, eat decent food, take a cruise, maybe go to church, have sex with their partner and repeat those things until they die. So to ask them to care about what is going on in the community as a whole or the government as a whole and take action isn't for everybody. And that's kind of the reason why we have representation democracy in the first place, but it probably needs more people involved on a regular basis, not just in crises like situations like George Floyd and the abortions becoming a state decision. Those things get lots of people riled up and activists and we see more people go into it. But what about the rest of the times when things are kind of going smooth, nothing's really bad happening. How involved are we at those times? Most things are too boring to ask people to be a part of. Point being, we should bite the bullet, pay extra taxes, get our debt under control, and then keep those government fuckers in line. Now, we could also have raised interest Now, during these booms, we could have also raised interest rates. Well, I think that the jury is really out on whether or not this really works or we got lucky. If we raise interest rates a lot sooner, we may have been able to pull back on some of this this recession that we're going into. And the the second thing is COVID really impacted this a lot. But I believe in my heart that it could have been prevented and fixed faster if we all worked together during the COVID situation. But instead, we decided to think that we were part of special groups and clubs if we thought that the COVID vaccine was going to kill all of us, if it had a tracker inside of it, if it had something to do with eating fucking babies. Now, I'm not going to go too much more to it because sometimes it's wiser not to argue with people who aren't open to changing their opinion. But I will say this. Sit down and think of all the things that you rely on without knowing shit about it and then say, oh, shit, maybe I maybe the covid is okay for me to take and nothing bad's going to happen. So that's the second thing. The third thing about this recession is most people are too short sighted right now. If the recession was happening or maybe we could have stopped it from happening by maybe saving more, right? Because we play a part in these situations too. So most people can't plan their deaths because they don't want to think about dying, which means that most people probably can't plan their retirement because that is therefore leading to death. Or most people don't plan on how to accumulate assets. They don't think about how to make extra income. They tend to get caught up in how buying stuff makes them feel. So they may not be doing what would be the best thing that they should be doing during an economic boom or during an 
economic downfall. People tend to get excited about money, so they tend to waste it. We are super emotional people, and we don't like to look at things realistically because sometimes it hurts, sometimes it sucks, sometimes we have to look at ourselves and say, man, we made shitty decisions, right? I have a finance degree, I have a business master's degree, I love education, I'm a CFO for a company, I own multiple companies, yada, yada, yada. I still make finance mistakes, I still make personal financial mistakes. The point being is that if we live up to them and then look at it and say, how can we do this better? What should I have done? Then we can get into a better position. Another thing that people did that we should have done that we should all should do right and or maybe get our kids to understand it better is take time to understand economics now, i know economics is usually a class in finance they should probably have personal finance too or maybe some macroeconomic or microeconomics involved with that um and maybe they do i'm not at school and i'm not a teacher and i'm not as involved with the schooling system as i would like to be but people don't take time to understand economics they don't understand how microeconomics work they don't understand how micro level economics work people have no desire to learn more than what they have to even with when learning could save them money, create a different life for them, or create more enjoyment out of their life, because learning sometimes isn't fun, sometimes it's hard, and sometimes it doesn't give us a direct benefit right away. Now, there's usually a correlation benefit, like something that we benefit from over time that we can then look at and say, oh, because I did this, I get this benefit. But it's like, if I did this and I don't get more money or I don't get anything, it's not something we can see, right? That's one of the reasons why it's hard for people to understand that you know, flexing your brain muscles and using your brain muscles, your brain is getting better and you're getting better, but it's easier to go to the gym and work out because then I can actually see that. We can't see that we're getting smarter or being able to make the decisions or being wiser because it's not something that we can actually see. It's only when we relook at our life after we have done it and said, man, if I hadn't done this, then I wouldn't have known how to do this. And then we can say, man, there was a good benefit from that. And we're not willing to do that. And that's one of the other reasons why if we go into a recession, most people aren't going to be ready for it. And or we could have helped. We could have done some of these things and been, you know, more involved with the government or more involved with our place in how the economy works. And it would benefit the community as a whole. The other problem is social media. Social media is giving us massive amounts of access to stupid fucking shit and stupid fucking people. We tend to follow, agree with, and believe things from the people that we follow or the people that show up in our feeds. But the people that show up in our feeds tend to be there because the algorithm knows that we believe the shit that that person is saying. So we're constantly being... Um, uh, reinforce with our stupid ideas because other people have those stupid fucking ideas. So because of that reinforcement, we're seeing and hearing shit from others that we believe. So we think that we're automatically right. And we're not being going out and trying to figure out, is this actually the right thing? And that's a fucking problem. So all of these things is what's going to cause individuals to suffer during the recession. There are some of these things that we could have done. There are things that the government should have done, but we're just as much fault about the part that we play in our society, in our economy, and in our community as just as much as the government's fault is being fucking stupid and allowing it to get this far without doing something about it. We'll be right back. One of the things that I have been trying to focus on is understanding the behaviors that I have one two, looking at like why I do the things that I do, why I feel the way that I feel and being open to trying to understand those things. I think it's interesting. I was very adamant about these things when I was growing up. 
People would, you know, make fun of me because of the way that I would think about feelings, the way that I would talk about situations, the way that we would be open and caring about things. And somewhere in the 20s and the late 20s and the 30s and getting into corporate America, it seemed like it was not okay to do those things. And it's or or I just got caught up or and I guess I just got caught up in the daily the daily activities or the daily repetitive things that we do as we're just going through life trying to accomplish a goal. And usually those goals are about our career is the most important thing or the amount of wealth that we have is the important thing, not like the things that we're leaving with the people that we care about, the people that we love, the relationships that we're building. And the thing is that I'm finding out more and more is relationships just in general are hard and a pain in the ass, which doesn't mean that we shouldn't be doing them. And it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be talking about how we feel and it doesn't mean that we should be upset if we cry about something or if we get angry about something or if we get jealous about something. All of those things are normal reactions to certain stimuli that happens. And us not knowing why we're reacting to it, taking time to be mindful and recognize how we feel, then those are things that can make us worse people moving into the future. And the whole goal, in my opinion, is to be better in this life than we were in the previous life, or at least better if that's not even a thing, if it doesn't exist, at least be better tomorrow than I was today. And the only way to do that is to really understand our emotions, how we feel, look into our psyche, um, uh, examine our actual life and see how we can do it and, and, and be better and make change. Because the thing that I think that a lot of people feel is that, and I think it's, it's realistic because when you're in that late 20 piece into your mid thirties and going into your forties, there's this period where you're just trying to, you know, grind, build a family, get your house. If you can afford one in these fucking, in this economy, um, get a car, keeping up with the Joneses, trying to start business. Like you're forgetting about yourself and all of the great beauty and things that are also out there. And I think in, in not to go too far off topic, but I think that that's one of the biggest reasons why I have a problem with the way that we look at education, the education system and the way that we preach and talk about how college is a waste of money and time. Now college does need to be fixed with the spending piece of it, but it's not really a waste of time because we need art. We need museums. We need people to study botany. We need to understand how plants work. We need, and I don't have a problem paying to help those people do that because I benefit from all of that shit. If you're not taking advantage of, of all of the information that's out there that these people provide to us, that's on you. And so, and so the point is, is that we get caught up in all this and we forget about ourselves. And then what happens is if you don't catch on to that early enough, then you're going to go into the latter part of your life, never really thinking about yourself and wishing that you had. And so I think that that's where the problem lies for me in trying to take time, like right now to be a better person better person and understand my emotions, learn about it, think about it. All the things that I was, you know, you hear me talk about it on this podcast. If you listen to me a lot or on my social media is that it's always about getting back to those things that you enjoyed when you were a kid. And I'm continuing to try to do that and learn how to, how I can make money with those things and make those part of my life and my passion and provide new information to those things. And so psychologists believe that talking about our emotions can be beneficial for a number of reasons. Like first it can help us to better understand and process our emotions. So when we talk about our feelings, we're able to put them into words and make sense of them. 
This can help us to gain perspective on our emotions and make them feel more manageable. And that's the piece that's important to me is because when I look at my, when I think about my feelings, when I talk about them, it's much more easy to understand what it is that I'm feeling. And I can understand how I'm managing that and being able to share it with people. And I'm just going to be honest. It's weird sharing my emotions with people. It's weird talking about, sometimes I'll just talk to my, like, I'll just talk to my wife and I'll be like, Hey, you know, I just wanted to let you know that I'm having a really hard day. I don't need any, you know, advice from you. Uh, I'm just sharing, and I don't say it like that, but I say that I'm sharing, I'm just sharing that with you because I want you to know how I'm feeling and it's to help me understand that I'm having a stressful day or depressed day. And, and I want to know why that is. Maybe it's because of this. Okay, cool. I can go and make a change. So sometimes you just share things and you don't need that advice back, but talking about our emotions can help to release pent up feelings and reduce emotional tension. And I think that that's the why I like talking about it. It can also provide a sense of validation and acknowledgement, which can help to improve our emotional well-being. Furthermore, if you decide to talk to a therapist or a counselor, they can do really good guidance and people that you know can also give good guidance. But I think that one of the things that I've learned from whenever my my wife wants to tell me about, you know, how she feel or the things that she has going on in her day, I automatically jump to trying to be the problem solver, trying to be, you know, what we look of as, you know, a male or, or a caretaker in that regard or, you know, saying, oh, I want to take care of the problem. And it's not so much that when you're sharing these things that you need to be the problem doesn't need to be taken care of. The problem can just be that it needs to be shared because that's how you can understand that feeling, release some of that feeling and reduce some of that emotional tension. So I looked up some of the things that might be beneficial for people to try. And there's uh, some, some step, not steps, but there's ideas that you can try to help talk about your feelings more and being able to talk about your feelings to the people that you care about, your children, your friends, your, uh, your partner, whatever it is. So choose the right time and place. Try to find a quiet, private place where you feel comfortable talking and where you won't be interrupted. Also consider the person you were talking to and whether they're likely to be open about hearing about your feelings. Because that's another thing. If you share your feelings with someone who's not interested, why waste their time? And that's sometimes people do that to me. And I'm like, I'm not, it's not that I'm not interested or you're doing it not at the right time. It's not the time. Let's set time to do this. And and so this other thing that they recommend that I found is use I statements. So start your sentences with I feel instead of you make me feel or he, she makes me feel. And I think this is important for a couple of reasons. One is no one can make you feel a certain way. You're the one that feels that way. So be open about how you feel and say, I feel this way. This will help to express your own feelings instead of blaming others. And because again, like I said, you are the one that is feeling that way. So say how you feel. And a lot of the times that I found when I say that, especially if it's like a feeling where I'm saying someone, hey, I feel bad about this. Sometimes people don't even know that they did that. Most of the time we let our emotions run away with things that were never intentional from people. One of the other things that I found is be specific. Instead of saying, I feel bad, try to describe exactly what you're feeling, such as I feel sad and overwhelmed. So the other last couple of weeks ago, I woke up and I told my wife, I was like, I feel, you know, scared because this specific thing is happening, you know, with um, spending. And I want to make sure that we put ourselves in a good position for later on, or we, you know, maybe spent too much money. And I was feeling, you know, anxious about that. And I talked about that, or I said, I feel overwhelmed because I have so many things going on 
um, with, you know, the launch of the ex-royalty line, trying to get ready for taxes, you know, getting all the books done, you know, keeping up with blockheads, Merlin is trying to help with all of that. And so that can be overwhelming. And so once I talked about that, I felt better because again, you release those pent up feelings. And then the other thing is listen actively. Encourage the person you're talking to to listen active, actively and validate your feelings. Avoid giving unsolicited advice. And that's what I was saying before, is that if you don't want advice, let the person know that you don't want advice. Just say, hey, look, I want you to listen to me. I want to talk about this situation. And I want you to just to maybe validate my feelings. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not saying that, and, and you, you, the person that's listening might be wrong, but that's not the point of like the interaction. The interaction is for the other person to talk about how they feel about something. It's not you say, well, you were in the wrong. You shouldn't feel that way. No, it's just, hey, you know, that's shitty that you feel that way. That other person, sh- you know, should be empathetic. Or if you're doing this for someone else, be empathetic towards them. And then that goes into the other thing, practice empathy. If a person you were talking to is also sharing their feelings, try to put yourself in their shoes and understand their perspective. So rather than saying, hey, I understand that because you may not understand it, say, you know, that sounds terrible. That sounds really sad. That does sound frustrating. You know, how did you handle it or something along those lines? Because that is a better way to, that's actually how you validate their feelings for them and how they start to understand their feelings. And that's something that should work in both of the relationships. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing, and I want to preface, there's nothing unmanly about any of this. And that's the thing that I think that we need to, and or or if you're a woman that feels that this shouldn't be how emotions are talked about, this is, this is, for both male and female, right? This is for anybody. This is how we should talk about our emotions. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has emotions. Everybody has feelings. Everybody has things that they want to share that maybe they're unable to because of whatever the case is. And we need to get better at sharing them and opening them up so that we can feel better about things that are happening in our lives. And we also need to be honest and and honest with ourselves. We need to be honest with ourselves and others about how we feel. So it's okay not to have all of the answers or not know how to solve a problem, but sharing your thoughts and emotions can help both of the parties involved um, gain a deeper understanding of the situation. And I think this is one of the biggest stigmas in our, our world is that we don't, a, we don't say things to people enough. You know, like one of, you know, today my wife, she texts me and she says, Hey, I want to, I want to let you know that I love you and I appreciate you right? For all the things that I do for the family. And that was just because she wanted to share that with me because she wants to know that I, you know, that I care about her, but then, you know, that's not a weird thing. That's okay. I do it. You know, I think the more that we do it, the less weird these things feel. It's just those initial things because we're not used to them or we think that they're stupid or we think that they sound dumb. Or if we just go to our, you know, partner and say, Hey, you know, is it okay if we talk, you know, I'm feeling a little, um, stressed out today because I have, have, you know, this infection that's in my body from the system on my back and I'm on these ridiculous amount of antibiotics. I'm super tired, but there's things that I want to get done and I feel overwhelmed because I want to get them done today. They don't have to be done, but I want to get the podcast out. I want to get a YouTube video out. I want to do the HTML on the, and so there's all these things that we're doing. And when we talk about it, we can say, okay, well, maybe I can do this at a later time. Maybe I can do this at a time. Or even if I don't even make a new plan from it, just sharing how you feel about something relieves that it lets it out of your mind. It lets it go. It lets you look at it in a different light, which brings me to the next thing that I want to talk about is introspection. 
So one of the things when you feel a certain way, or let me let me say it this way: when I feel a certain way, I've been trying to try to get better. Why do I feel that way? I want, and the reason why this is so important is because I want to be the best version of myself. And I gave up that concept a long time ago for some reason. I know I don't know if it was because of school, if it was because of you know competitiveness if it was going to the bank if it was trying to be something if it was i spent so to be honest with you if i had it my way i wouldn't i i people asked me to stay in positions at the bank that i didn't even want to fucking be because they needed help i shouldn't have been doing all of this stuff for other people because that wasn't going to be a there was no fucking beneficial value exchange in that they needed it because they needed me and i didn't need them and so the point is is that i spent so long not doing what i wanted to do and should be doing that now when I'm looking back on it, not only do I want to do the things that I want to do and the things that I should be doing and getting better at saying no to people, the better the, the I'm looking at it and saying, I even stopped trying to be a better version of myself or, or the version of myself that I was trying to be was only about stupid ass business shit, right? Like, how good can you like looking, trying to be the best CEO, trying to be the best person who had a real estate portfolio, trying to be the best person that had the nicest suits, trying to be rather than saying, what are the things that I like? What is me? And how can I be a better version of that self? Not trying to be something else, right? And how can we take the things that we learned if we're making that decision and saying, how can I take these things learned and apply them to being me as a person? Because me as a person is traditionally very anti-establishment, very anti-government, very anti-large corporation, very for small businesses or communal businesses or whatever. And so I have a lot of great knowledge and help a lot of those people and do great fucking shit. But there's also other things to me that I enjoy doing that I want to do that I could probably either make money at or at least help people at that gives me benefit that I could take the information that I'm learning and provide it to other people and provide other value. And so it was it took a long time for me to realize that. So there's so you have to not only think about how you can be better in your career to help make yourself better, but how can you be better as a human? How can you be better at your spirituality? How can you be better at you so that you can be better? And one of the things that helps me that, again, I've talked about a lot, but I just want to reemphasize these points, not only for myself, but for people that continue to listen, is taking time to sitting and allowing yourself to understand how you feel about something. And so what I mean by that is a lot of the times when we're thinking about meditation and we're thinking about you know, letting thoughts come in and letting thoughts go, or we're thinking about not, or thinking about a visualization of like the, the letter A in Sanskrit. If we're meditating on that, or we're meditating on a tarot card, we're all, there's always something going on, but think about meditating on how you feel about something, right? For instance, why, so, so for instance, why do I get upset? Here's a, here's a perfect example it took me a long so when i sat down i said okay so why do i get so upset when my wife works late when i want her to be working late well actually i don't get upset if she works late i get upset when she works late when i am also not working late and if she doesn't work late on those days that's what the upset was right so if i'm working late on tuesdays and wednesdays 
I would want my wife to work late on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Now, she's not doing that on purpose, but I was being affected by that. So I said and looked at myself and said, okay, why am I getting mad about this? Well, it's because I want to spend time with my wife. That's why I married her. That's why we're together. I enjoy being in her company or I enjoy her being in my company or however you want to say that. And so when I said that, then I just went to her and I said, hey, you know, I feel a little upset when you when I feel a little upset when I'm working late on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but then you come home early. And then when I come home on an early day, which is normal for me on Thursdays, something happens and you work late. Now I'm not saying that you're doing that on purpose, but is there a way that maybe we can try to make some time for ourselves on that time? Because we have a little bit more time on those days for us to do something. And then her response was, yes, just have that communication with me. There was nothing wrong with that. There's no fight freaking couple of years ago, I'm sure I would have turned that into a fight or she would have turned it into a fight or some goddamn weird thing would have happened. But that happened because not only are we trying to work to be together to share how we feel and to share and to communicate about things, but it also helped because I went and said, why am I feeling this way? Why is this happening? Right? Why do I, why do I get sad about the possibility of my dog's passing away. Well, obviously that's going to make anybody sad, but why is it overly burdensome for me? Well, I had to put one of my dog downs when I was down, when I was younger. And you know what? I don't think that I do a strong enough, good job, you know, maybe taking my dogs for a walk or playing with them as much. That's why I feel that way. I know that everything's going to pass away and everybody's going to die. And that's part of, you know, this weird experience that we're having. But the thing is, is that I could have a better fulfilled life if I help my dogs have a better fulfilled life by playing with them more or going outside with them or something along those natures. And when I'm not doing that, it is making me worse, worse. So if I want to be better, then I need to make time to do that thing with my dog because that is impacting me. And until you sit down and think about why you're feeling the way that you're feeling about a situation, I don't think you will ever know, or I would never have known that that's the reason why I was upset about it. And that's the power of sitting down with your thoughts and listening to yourself and trying to find out why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. And my guess is, is if, and I'm, I'm thinking about this and looking at it and learning about it and studying it. My guess is, is that the more that we do that and solve those feelings and those problems and trying to solve why we are feeling a certain way about a certain situation, then certain things in our body will become better because I think I think that the way when we feel a certain way, when we're struggling with something, our body turns that into some type of discomfort to recognize that we're dealing with something. Now, again, that's not for everything, but I'm saying for like some, some, some stuff, I think that that might be the case, like with my constant pain in my back, maybe that's a result of some emotional thing that's happening that if I've solved that, then that part of my you know, my pain will go away because we're not supposed to be in pain. We're supposed to be the more constant we should be in a state of ever ending relaxation or the ability to get to that state of relaxation when stress arrives. So take some time, meditate, do your other meditations if you meditate, and then take some time to think about the way that you felt in a situation and say, well, why did I allow myself to get to that place in that situation and how am I feeling about it? I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind. We'll talk with you next time. Bye.
you like this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to Age of Jeremy. If your podcatcher allows you to, please rate this podcast so we can get in front of more people. Our opening song is Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs. The closing song is Threatening Each Other Recapitalism by Illuminati Hotties. I use Neumann microphones, Steinberg's Cubase, the Zoom L8, Waves plugins, and one last time, be thankful, grateful, and kind. We'll talk with you next time. Bye. Bye.